Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Twin. Good evening, everybody. If you hear that sound, you know what it means. It must be Monday night, and this must be Attitude Air Live on 89.1 Ken's FM. And we are glad that you joined us again this evening. And we have a big show, as everybody knows. We got three guests. We got Jay Biggs, we got uh, Michael Stern, and we also have Sherry Davis. We'll get to them in a little bit. But first, let's welcome back to the show Granny Hawkshire. How are you, Granny? I'm doing well, ready for another awesome show on 89.1 Ken's FM tonight. And uh, also the uh, the favorite independent wrestler that our show sponsors, uh, the Modern Nightmare, Matthias, how are you? Well, after a, another long work week, followed by a very, very interesting weekend involving doctors and stuff like that, I, uh, I'm ready to have another Great show live here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And we're going to get right to that here in a little bit. As everybody knows, every Monday night, thanks to 89.1 Ken's FM, we're coming to you to entertain, to make you happy, to make you smile, to bring everything that you ever wanted to hear on the radio on a Monday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we're happy to announce that we have a new sponsor on our show here, and uh, we are going to uh, take a time out here, and we're going to hear from them right now, and then we'll be back after these short messages. And I'm getting an error, and why is it not playing that? All right. Will anything play? Let's see. And Wood Springs Wings of Fargo is a great place to stay if you have a pet. If you're coming to Fargo for the weekend, for a week, for a month, for a year, Wood Springs Streets Fargo is the place to stay. They'll get you a great rate. They have a great atmosphere, great people working at the front desk. They have great housekeeping. And I know that for a fact because I know the voice of the commercial, Scott Helmerass, and he's a great guy. I've known him all my life. He's a great friend of mine. And we want to thank him for voicing that commercial. However, let's uh, dive into this real quick, and then we'll get to our first guest who's waiting in the wings. But, uh, <clears throat> Granny, how was your week? Oh, it was okay. Nothing spectacular. And, uh, Matthias, we know that uh, you uh, you said you were having an interesting week with doctors and all this stuff. Did you have any matches this weekend or past weekend? Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, what ended up happening was, as of last Thursday, my left eye has really been bugging me. Um, it was red, itchy, irritated, and then I started losing vision in my eye. Um, so I went to the doctor, and what they claimed was I thought initially it was pink eye. Well, it turns out it was something worse. It was a corneal ulcer in the center of my eye, and it's been taking my vision. Well, they said 
If untreated, it can turn into corneal cancer and make me blind, but better version, it would, my vision will uh, slowly go get better, and it's been on the up ever since, so it's just been taking time, but my vision's still blurry in my left eye, but hoping for the best here, and then didn't, I unfortunately didn't work this past weekend uh, for wrestling, but I'm, but soon I will be, as of June 3rd, I start back up, and then go to South Carolina and Wisconsin, so I'm excited for that, but yeah, nothing this week really to mention for wrestling, other than looking forward to the future. Well, you know, if you... If you do, uh, and, you know, I, I know you're going to take this the wrong way, but if you do have problems with your vision, you can still, there's still hope for you. You can still become a referee. So there is hope there. The only reason you're saying that is because referees are blind. And unfortunate. And the thing was, for my initial company that I got started with, the Elite Wrestling Initiative out of Mandan, I refed for a number of years, and I was always I was always the ref to turn to. I would wrestle and ref. I would do what I needed to do. So I'm hoping that I don't have to try to get back into the stripes because I love working so much, and I love being in the ring and actually doing stuff instead of sitting there and hitting my hand on the mat three times or counting or calling a submission. But, you know, I guess if worse comes to worse, I guess the stripes it is for me. Well, you know, and like I say, I, I hope that I hope that's not the case, but uh, we'll, uh, you know, keep us posted. Let us know what's going on. But it looks like our first guest is waiting in the wings. So let's go ahead and uh, get that set out right now. Stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring right now. The rock and roller in the ring and out of the ring. Not only can he pin you down, he can also play a mean guitar. He can play Stairway to Heaven when he's kicking your butt in the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the big man himself, Jay Biggs. Hey, this is Jay Biggs, and you're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. All right, Jay, and uh, you're here with us. we got 30 minutes here with you. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but we'll see how that goes. First off, I want to know, how long have you, uh, uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll have some fun and ask you some questions. Um, let's see. I have, uh, I've been playing music for about 20 years um, with a little small stop in the Army in there for four years and two years in Iraq. And then, thank you for uh, your service. Thank you. And then um, I got back from Iraq, and uh, I started playing music again, and I've been doing that the last decade. And then um, a couple years ago, I got involved in the, the WCWA wrestling promotion, and uh, I started training there, and now I'm uh, working with Ozark Mountain Wrestling. And uh, so I do that and both tour around everywhere playing music. So, as a wrestler that's a musician, have you ever uh, done a Jeff Jarrett? Like, if your opponent complains about your guitar playing, do you just whack him with your electric guitar? No, no, I haven't had that opportunity yet. Maybe someday. I yeah, would love to but, see uh, that. I, 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 I have played in the ring before. Jay Biggs, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We have 28 minutes with our guy. So when, you, when you're wrestling, your style, are you more of a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a brawler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Or are you a technical wrestler like 
Bret Hart? Well, I've, I've actually done very little ring work. I'm mainly a manager, um, but with what little work I do do, um, I've had a lot of hand-to-hand combat training, so I'm more of a uh, MMA-style type of guy when I get in anywhere. So you're basically a knockdown, drag-out, take-no-prisoners wrestler. Yeah, it, it, you know, if the times I'm in the ring, yeah, I'm I'm going to be just knocking you, trying to knock you out. You know, that's that's what I do. And you do you, yeah, you mentioned you that's, did most. That's what we train soldiers to do. And you you mentioned you did mostly you do mostly managing so. Your managing style, are you uh, like a Paul Heyman or a Bobby the Brain Heenan, or are you like uh, a Jim Cornette? I, I, would, I, would say, I, would, I would say my influence is more of uh, Paul Ellering than anything. You know, I, yes. I, I liked him growing up the most. And, uh, you know, uh, he was the manager of Legion of Doom, great manager. And, uh, I mean, he, he's a great he's a great person to uh to model your style after i mean look, look at the legion of doom they were on top for several years how many guys do you manage um right now i manage two there's the possibility more coming later but you know that just has to come with time and uh more surprises well i'll tell you what when uh when we get to him uh, i might have a perfect fit for your facts but more than that in a second so when now, as a manager, and uh, I know I know these these kind of questions are cliche, but heel, babyface, in between you, or are you a crowd guy? I, I'm I'm definitely a lot of people would think it's heel because it's uh you know the way I I manage is the same way I had a I would same thing I would tell my soldiers you know warm hearts don't win wars. There you go. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, this is going to get real interesting. Then, Hey, Granny, we have a heel on our hands. Uh, I'm interested to see what you have for uh, one of your favorite guys, a heel. What do you got for our guest, Granny? Go ahead. Well, you know, Icon, I do know this gentleman quite well. And I have seen Uh-oh. this gentleman manage the baby faces, and I've seen him manage the heels. Which he did last Saturday night at Ozark Mountain Wrestling, by the way. And I, 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 I had to inform him. I thought he had better taste to hang around with certain people than the two bozos he was hanging around with. Unfortunately, you know. What was the Vegeta Fox there? I had, I had no, 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 oh. no, no, no. I had to. I had to kind of. Um, call him a traitor because he kind of turned on the guy he was managing. You know, he kind of, you know, kind of turned on him, and, you know, that did not make Granny very happy, you know. So, Jay, you know, Granny's going to be watching you in upcoming Ozark Mountain Wrestling shows, just so you know. I mean, you're not getting rid of Granny that easy, you know, Ozark Mountain Wrestling. You're not getting rid of me that easy, and uh, we've got a lot more surprises coming. Oh well, I just I'll just have to wait and see what those little surprises are because if you're hanging around with trash like what you were hanging around with last Saturday night, oh my goodness, Granny's really gonna have to put you guys in your places. Hey, you know what I love about those guys? They're mean. 
They're just mean. Like to go out there and beat people up. Wow. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, you know, Granny might have something up her sleeve, too. You never know what Granny's going to do or what Granny's going to say. So, you know, just you better watch your back, Mr. Biggs. And, Jay, remember, <laughs> she might hit you with her there. cane. Granny will be there front row, front and center, doing what I do best. Just don't jack, don't jaw jack too much, Granny. Your your dentures might fall out. <laughs> oh, Matthias. Ma- ma- yeah, you're you're very funny, Matthias. I really don't have a question. I really don't have any questions for Jay Icon just because I do. I have known him for a couple of years, you know. So I really don't have any questions for Jay. I'm going to let Matthias ask some questions. Well, before before we go to Matthias, of Touchdown! course. Raiders! I know you're listening, and you didn't need to play that awful, awful sound. You know, that's horrible. So, so Jay, before, well, I'll tell you what. Actually, we'll go. We'll go ahead, and uh, uh, this is a gentleman that might fit perfectly with your faction, uh, the Modern Nightmare, Matthias. What do you have for our guest there, Jay Biggs? And I'm going to ask uh, uh, a couple questions about the Granny Jay. Uh, conglomeration, conglomerate. Well, I collaboration. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. All right. Well, yes, this is the modern nightmare, the man from every woman's dream, or every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare. The current EWI Diamond Champion, a six foot three, two hundred sixty pound butt kicker, Matthias. Talking to you now. It's a pleasure having a fellow worker, whether manager or wrestler, here on the show. So welcome. Uh, my main question for you is uh throughout your career so far has there been anybody that you've had that you've had to work with or that people have wanted to work with you that you just don't think you'd ever have you ever had a ever had a hard time working with somebody that you may not want to work with again or has it all been uh relatively a positive experience no so far it's uh, you know it's all relatively been positive and uh you know I really love what we do out there so you know I've never had anything, you know, personally against any of the uh, uh, guys that, you know, are in the locker room or anything, you know. They're all great guys. Except um, for Granny, of course. <clears throat> oh, she's never been in the locker yeah, she, room, though. <laughs> she, well, she you can have a problem with anybody. Out of hell. Yes, <laughs> sir. I, I know that for a fact. I got to deal with her every Monday night. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, other than that, like, I've been Jay really, Matthias, Jay really does love me. He just doesn't really want to admit it on this show tonight. But he really does love Granny. I don't oh, know if she comes to the rock shows, so I don't know if you know. I can love her that much. Yes, everybody loves Granny, you know. So I mean, <laughs> we'll just let her think that. We'll just let her think it. It's okay. No worries. <laughs> Give me a second here. So, uh, Jay Biggs, our guest here, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got about uh, 20 minutes. So, uh, Matthias, do you have a uh, question? or I'm trying to think if there's anything else, because normally I just talk about that. Um, Why don't you try joining his faction? Well, I mean, that would be great. I just need I just need to get a, a message from somebody. Let me know, hey, I want you a part of my faction. Either be the big boy, the big bodyguard, whatever I want to be. Because uh, Matthias can get pretty violent, as uh, Icon would like to... Uh, Jaw Jack on this show. I've been known as a pincushion before. I'm not afraid to uh, dive in to do stuff that uh, a lot of people are afraid to do, whether it is 
barbed wire, thumbtacks, cheese graters, just about anything and everything has come my way, and I've still risen to the top. So if you need a you need a big guy on your squad to uh, take down Granny or take down uh, just about anybody that steps in your path and is willing to uh, take a cheese grater to the face for a little bit of fun, you know who to talk to. I'm right here. Now, see, those are the wrestlers I, I really like. You know, ones who can take as much pain as they can dish out. So That's basically, Jay, what he's saying is uh, if Vince Russo is booking your show, call him. <laughs> Well, we got a great you know, show coming up uh, on July 3rd. You know, it's going to be the next uh, Ozark Mountain Wrestling show. And, you know, we got Rodney Mack and uh, Xander Gold going at it in the main event. Okay. Okay, cool. You got, uh, you got Miranda Gordy, Moonshine Mantel, and a, a Lucha match going down. And and you, you may have uh, mentioned this, but uh, the guys that uh, you manage, would you possibly would you think they'd possibly want to come on the show and uh, uh, chat with us? Maybe be a guest at some point. I, I can, uh, I, I can mention it to them. I'm sure they'll. Uh, our guest. Go ahead, sir. I, I'm sure they'll uh, maybe possibly do it. I can't promise anything, but uh, okay, I'll definitely talk to them. All right, Jay Biggs, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We have 18 minutes with Jay. So now that, uh, I, you know, we talked a little bit about your wrestling and your managing, but, I, you know, I'm kind of curious about uh, your um, your music. Uh, I, I can't even talk today. I, I'm still suffering from motion sickness. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of interesting about your interest about your music career. Now, did you have a... Did you have a band, or were you part of a band, or did you entertain uh, the soldiers in the, the bunkhouse, or kind of take us a little bit about um, uh, your music career as well? Well, for the past 20 years, I've actually been in a band called Scorned, and that's always been my you know main project. Um, a couple of years ago, I got involved in a project called Agony Incorporated, and that's what I primarily do now. Scorned is kind of you know inactive at the moment. But um, I also do a lot of music for, uh, like, wrestlers on entrance themes, um, stuff like that. You know, just I, I like to be creative, so therefore I do a lot of different kind of music uh, activities. Now, did you did you guys ever put out any uh, CDs or albums, I should say? Yeah. Yeah, Scorned actually was uh, pretty... Uh, did really well for a while. We were uh, up for uh, four IMAs, and those are uh, independent music awards, um, kind of like the independent music awards that, you know, for unsigned bands. Uh, we were nominated four times for that, and uh, we won an award in Tulsa for, uh, you know, the best out-of-town band. Um, you know, it, it, cool. it's been a long, good career in music. You know, the reason why I ask about uh, if you guys put out any uh, albums is because uh, uh, back when I was uh, doing stand-up comedy, I actually put out an album, and uh, the sales were pretty big. It went aluminum, you know. (laughs) Thanks, Big Big Swing, for supporting me. I do appreciate that. You're so (laughs) nice. 
Yeah, we uh, we wow. have a couple, Scorn has a couple of albums out there, and um, there in particular there was a song called Another Mistake that went, that was pretty did pretty well on everything, and uh, we we won some awards come from that song, and uh, you know, other than the four years in Iraq, you know, not four years in Iraq, but four years in the army and two years in Iraq, I've mainly focused on music since I got out of college. And, uh, you know, we do have, you know, Memorial Day is uh, next Monday. We will be uh, on the air here uh, for for the fans, and it will be a uh, – we we will be dedicating our show next week to uh, our fallen soldiers. If uh, you're willing to answer a few questions about uh, the military in Iraq, I'll understand if you don't want to talk about it. But, uh, no, you know, you mentioned – I'm, I'm very open. You mentioned that you were you were in a service for four years, and we do thank you for your service. When you uh, when did you uh, find out, or how did they let you know that you were going over to Iraq? Oh, it was kind of funny because I had just gotten to my unit in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, um, which the, my band is actually playing there July 29th for the troops. Um, but uh, back then. I'd gone to Fort Campbell, gotten to my unit, and, like, the day I got there, they in- informed me that, hey, we're already scheduled to go to Iraq in, like, three months. I'm like, oh, you know, what a wonderful thing to find out on your first day. And when you were over there, it's uh, it's obviously a, a completely different culture over there, obviously. Were you involved in any combat at all? Um, I don't really like to talk about all the, any combat stuff, but I, I, I will say that I was, I, I did go out on convoys. Um, I was part of an air assault unit, so we did special load, load ups for, uh, supplies, uh, and they were always targets, you know, supplies are always big targets. And, you know, without, you know, talking about combat, so... Uh, how about like e- equipment that you got to operate? Did you get to like ride, uh, drive any tanks or uh, any jeeps or anything like that? Uh, the biggest thing, biggest thing I drove was what we call Big Bertha, and uh, you know I was a forklift operator out there for a good portion of wow. what I did, and uh, so it was like the biggest forklift they had out there, and you pick up like little metal sheds with it, and you know. <laughs> so that's mainly that, what that's... I did was I. I loaded those. That that's really cool. Um my father, uh who I love so much, uh he uh he served in uh he was uh in the army during Vietnam and he also was in the uh army or the Air National Guard during the uh first Gulf War and uh he served his country for 24 and a half years in the Air National Guard and uh I remember when the first Gulf War broke out, how scared I was as a kid, thinking that I was going to lose my dad, uh, have to be stationed over in Iraq. Um, it, I so, you know, I uh, it, it was it was a hard, tough time, but my father it's, it's, will it's, always it's, uh, it's the same worry for the you know soldiers over there because I I did the same thing. I have three kids, and when I was over there, they were all in going through high school. And so, you know, you get scared of whether you're ever going to see them again. 
Right. Uh, and that, that, that is, I know exactly how, how your kids were feeling. And, uh, we'll, 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 we'll do a U-turn. We'll, we'll go back to wrestling and stuff. Uh, Jay Biggs, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got 12 minutes left. And, uh, we do have a, of course, we do have some homework for our listeners out there. Uh, if you go to 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that. You go to our Attitude Era Live page on Facebook, like that. Do a $10 a month donation to Power of the Tower. Uh, we'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, current guest, or a future guest. Uh, Jay, would you be willing to uh, send us a few autographs for giveaways? Yeah, yeah, I can get the band to do that. Awesome, that'd be do cool. That too. And uh I don't know if you get if you have any um if you have any CDs lying around but if you could uh if you could send one of those as well maybe we could play some of your songs on uh on the station here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Yeah, absolutely. We can absolutely get those to you. I mean, that's And I also want to go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's, it, that's an easy process for us to get done just all we got to do is send you the copies of the MP3s, man. Okay, and then what I'll do is I'll uh, send you the uh, address, send the uh, the autographs, and I'll send you the uh, email address to send the MP3s, and we'll get that in. And I also want to send out a shout-out real quick to uh, one of our loyal chat room listeners. Uh, Sue is uh, joining us. We want to thank her. She joins us every single week on the chat room, so we're glad that you're here. Thank you very much. And if you ever want to call into the show... Uh, we'll give the number later. You can ask us questions, and uh, we would definitely love to talk to you. And if anybody else out there wants to, um, uh, if anybody else wants to call into the show, uh, feel free to do so. I never ever give the numbers out, but if you ever want to call the show, it's seven one three nine five five zero three five nine. If you have a question for uh, any of our guests, or Granny, or myself, or uh, Matthias. Call in, ask a question. The only thing is we will screen the call, so if you are the uh, one person that we don't want to hear from, you're not going to get on the air. Back to regular <laughs> scheduled program. So we have uh, Mr. J here. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned you got a big show coming up in uh, July. Do you have any other shows before that? Yeah, we have one uh, June 24th at uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, at a place called Club Rush. And uh, one of the bands, I can't really say their names because they have you know, bad language in their name. Oh. And then, uh, <laughs> but the other, Thank one you. of the other bands we're playing with, it's called Rant. Okay. Uh, now, uh, is Granny going to come out and uh, see those guys? Granny? Um, I don't know. I've got to check my schedule. I've got a lot going on in June, so I'll have to see what I've got going on. I've actually not oh, okay. had the opportunity to hear Jay and his band play as of yet, so um, I was, I'm just going to have to check out my schedule. Yeah, you're okay. missing something, Granny, because we got an extremely talented singer who just blows you away. Oh, I'm sure you do. I I can't wait to hear it sometimes. So. Right now and she's on music, uh, maternity leave. Oh wow! Speaking of music, speaking of music, what do you play? Um, I play guitar. Mainly, I'm a, I'm a lead guitarist. Usually, anything I do, but I uh, I play guitar. I play some drums. Uh, I used to sing, but I don't really do that anymore. What what, what type of guitar? Mainly, I'm a guitarist. 
I have I've, <laughs> I have um, at least three EST EC one thousands as my guitar that I use. Um, I use primarily EST guitars. And uh, I myself, a lot of people don't know this uh, because, well, everybody knows I'm a big Buddy Holly fan, but a lot of people don't know that I actually have my, I own a Fender Stratocaster myself. Uh, it's white and blue. The only thing is, I cannot play a lick on the thing. I've tried, and uh, I think my upstairs <laughs> neighbor said, hey, if you play that thing again, uh, we're going to get the cops out here for noise ordinance violation. So I, I, keep, it on, I keep it in the case. Uh, cops don't bother us much out here. They just stop by and listen. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can come to Fargo and give me some lessons. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's pretty funny out uh, here. We'll, we'll be doing band practice, and those, the cops will all just stop by and start watching and listening. And we're like, are we in trouble? They're like, no, just keep playing. We're going to listen. Uh, Jay Biggs is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We've got six minutes left here with our, our buddy here. So uh, what uh, – you know, we won't uh, talk about this uh, too much, but we, we have a little time. Uh, you know, of course, you know, in 2020, you know, we had COVID, and, uh, you know, we won't spend up uh, too much time of it, but let us know how that affected both your wrestling and your music career. Oh, man, it slowed things down tremendously. Like, there was no wrestling events being held because of it. Uh, I think there may have been one or two wrestling events during that time period, and I wasn't even really involved with it um but the music for us was like it slowed down to being basically like one show a month because you have to give yourself two weeks just in case somebody got sick wow and uh so and then um when did uh, things finally start getting, well, I guess things will never, ever get nor- be normal again, but when did things actually start uh, turning around and uh, normalizing in your area? Um, uh, really not until just about a couple of months ago we started, it, you know, booking started coming in a little bit heavier, and they're like, hey, you know, we, we can start booking shows again. Do you guys want to play? And uh, That's awesome. It's it's starting to turn around, but it, it it's still on a slow pace. We're still only doing like two or three shows a month, every two months, whatever. And uh, so, uh, do you uh, you 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 do shows, uh, music shows during the week, and wrestling on the weekends, or uh, do you ever do things like back to back, like do a wrestling show on uh, like on a Sunday and a performance on a Saturday, or vice versa? Actually, our last show, um, no, not our last show, the Demolition Derby. We did About two shows ago, we did at the Demolition Derby, and uh, the night before, I had played a, a show. So I've done it two nights in a row, and it's, whew, it's exhausting sometimes, but it's worth it because I love book doing both things, and, you know, those, I enjoy every single minute of it. You know, you know, it's, you know, it'd be really cool though. Like, uh, I well, maybe you do do this. Like at a wrestling show, you know, since you since you're a musician, do they ever have you uh, come out and uh, do the national anthem uh, for the show? And then if you're on the card, I, I have done it in the past, and we are scheduled to do it in the future sometime. Don't know when, but uh, it's in the works. That and uh, the band possibly playing a couple of songs to you know pre-show something like that 
kind of like an opening act, or you know, you know, it'd be like yeah, really awesome. Yeah, kind of like you know, kind of like while everybody's getting settled down and waiting for the wrestling show, you know, have a you know, it'd be have like us just play a couple of songs. Well, you know, it'd be like really awesome. And if uh, this ever happens, uh, you can uh, send your royalty, uh, some of your royalty checks to myself. Uh, but having like a rock concert wrestling match, like uh, your band would be there, you'd be there, and your wrestlers would be there. You have a match, and then in between each match, you guys would do a song, and then a match, and then a song, a match, and a song, like you know, like you know, rocking, like rocking the mat or something like that. Yeah, kind of like what Lucha Underground had going on for a while. They, had, you know, right, you'd right. tune into Lucha Underground, and during the breaks, they'd have like this, uh, you know, metal band playing in in the background. And we have uh, Jay Bigsner, I guess, here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. We got just a few minutes here with uh, Jay, and so we can uh, do this here, Jay. Uh, if our fans want to check you out and see, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. Uh, you can give us all the information for you and your band. Go ahead. Yeah, all you just got to do is look up Agni Incorporated on basically anything or Scorn basically on anything and you'll find it. Um, You know, we have pages on basically every social media site there is. And as confusing as that is, we still have it. And you can find us on anything. TikTok, Reverb Nation, uh, Spotify. God, there's so many pages that it's hard to name them all, but... If there's a social media outlet, we've probably got something on it. And think about this. You're also now a big time on 89.1 Ken's FM and Attitude Era Live. And I, I, I love it. Every part of this is, you know, part of what, we, you know, I do for a living, and I love it. And uh, I'm sure, I, I'm, I'm guessing we are the best podcast you've ever been on, right? Wrestling wise, yes. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that. I've done, I've done some. <laughs> I've, I've done some pretty amazing um, uh, interviews for music that were for some really good causes. So I mean, those are way up there. And I just have to ask, kind of an ego question, besides being on the show. Now, the icon made you a cool collector's card that I sent you on Messenger. What did you think of that? That looked really cool. I'm I, uh, sure I, it, yeah, yeah. That thing looked really and cool. And I'll let you know you're free yeah. to use that any any for anything you want, as long as if anybody asks you who made it, you you say it's yeah this this guy with a big ego in Fargo, North Dakota that <laughs> made that. I'm just wondering Which how everybody cool else in does. Fargo, North Dakota, right now. Uh, right now in Fargo here. Let's see. Let me look here. Uh, we're 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 finally uh, we're finally having a couple days without rain. Um, I wouldn't speak to or too highly of that. It looked like when I was coming into the studio here, we were actually starting to get a storm come our way. Really? Yeah, I saw the skies are getting pretty dark, and it said lightning was getting close to us. So I mean, we might be having a storm right now, and we don't even know it. It might be above us. We just can't hear it. Wow. Well, it, yeah, Northwest Arkansas seemed like to Seattle the last week, so you know. <laughs> cool. 
So, uh, well, we got uh, Jay Biggs, our guest here, and uh, I'll tell you what, Jay, we appreciate uh, you taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight, and you've been so awesome, and uh, we'd definitely love to have you on again. If you could talk to uh, your wrestlers, see if they'd want to come on with us, uh, we'll definitely make room on the schedule for them, even though we are booked from now until the end of 2023, not that I'm bragging, but uh, I can slip them in um, at some point. Yeah, I will pass along the word. I'm sure they'll uh, get back to me pretty quickly. All right. Thanks, Jay. Have a good night, bud. We appreciate Thanks, it. Jay. Thank you. All right. See you all. All right. Later. Jay Biggs, ladies and gentlemen, what a great interview that was. We're, we're just waiting for our, uh, our next guest here, and while we're waiting, we can uh, play a message from our sponsor, and we'll be back here in just a little bit. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. And we do, uh, we do appreciate your support for uh, joining us every Monday night. We just love doing this. We love uh, 89.1 Ken's FM. And like I say, I'm not going to go over... Uh, uh, how we started, where we're at now, because that, that does get a little boring. However, it's amazing how we have grown from what we are to where we're going. And uh, I just want to give a, a, a couple things coming up here. We have – I've been talking to a lot of people that want to be on the show. It used to be tough for me to get guests. Now i got people calling me all the time saying, hey, when can I get on? When can I get on? We're going to have uh, – um, Legion of Doom's Animal's Widow on with us in, a, in about a month or so. And uh, next week, I know Matthias is going to like this, we have Mike Myers' mom. And I don't mean Austin Powers' Mike Myers, I mean Halloween Mike Myers. What do you think of that? Yeah, you, you told us about that uh, last week before the ending of the show, and that's going to be pretty cool just because you get to talk to somebody that's been not, I mean, she may have had not a big part, and you only saw her for like, 10 seconds in the beginning scene, but it's such an iconic first scene of a horror film, and it's such an iconic horror film that just getting to talk to somebody about that film and being on that film is pretty cool. Like when we got to talk to, uh, I can't remember her name now, and I apologize, it, um, the woman that we talked to that was in the Scream film, um, you, you mentioned her name last week, and I just can't remember for the life of me. Uh, we talked to her that one time, and I got to talk to her about one of my favorite horror films of all time, so that was just... Uh, it's always nice being able to talk to people about stuff you're interested in, especially if they've been in that film. Yes, uh, I, I know exactly who you're referring to, and uh, it wasn't Marianne something, was it? Yes, I believe so. Um, I can't remember for the life of me now, and I apologize for that. But yeah, it's it's always nice, like especially when we have like wrestling guests on, <laughs> and we get to talk to them about wrestling and the art and the industry and stuff like that. And then when you get to talk to people about Movies. I am a big movie buff. I have a huge collection of films, and I've been a film geek, and I've been involved with editing videos since I can remember, and it's just it's always a pleasure being able to talk to people about uh, all kinds of stuff and get to meet new people, especially people that you never think you'd be able to ever talk to until you do something like this. So, 
And what's cool about that is later on tonight, we're going to have a, a gentleman that's got a star on the Walk of Fame, which we've never had on the show before. And First I'm, for everything. Right. Uh, you. So you're referring to uh, Nancy Ann Ritter. Nancy Ann Ritter, yes, yes, the girl in the bathroom, yes. That, <clears throat> I always, like I said, whenever I get to talk to actors about horror films, my favorite kind of films, it's always a pleasure. And she was, she was such a great person to talk to, especially – with how getting, like I said, getting to talk about my favorite, one of my favorite horror films growing up as a kid. So it's always it's always an honor to talk to people about that kind of stuff. I'll tell you what, i got to step away here for a little bit, uh, you guys. So if you guys want to chat a little bit, uh, uh, Granny can tell us what kind of events you got coming up. I um, have to uh, confer with our next guest. So if you guys give me a few seconds, I'll be back. So go ahead, you guys can Well, Granny, what, I, you and your, your dentures and your cane, how is those going? Well, my dentures are fine. My cane is fine. I, you know, everything's good. We do have a big show coming up uh, this weekend for Wrestling for a Cause, which is one of my most favorite organizations to help with, um, along with Ozark Mountain Wrestling, of course. Um, but this weekend in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it's going to be Fandetta. And what I love about Fandetta is that the fans get to choose what kind of matches, who's going to be whose opponents. I mean, that's, that is one of the best shows that Wrestling for a Cause puts on every year. Um, they, so it's basically like a Cyber they, Sunday. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, but they, but they allow, they allow the fans that they, they, they set up, and the fans get to vote, like what That's kind awesome. of matches it going to be. You know who's going to be whose opponent. Now I do know one specific match that they did not set the polls up for, because that voting is going to be done live that night at oh, the wow. show. So it's going to be okay. kind of a surprise for everybody. But, you know, I mean, I pretty much have been helping with Wrestling for a Cause pretty much from day one. I mean, this company has been around, uh, this is their 11th year um, for Wrestling for a Cause. I mean, they've been around since 2010, or, yeah, 2011, sorry, 2011. This is their 11th year. Uh, 2011 was when they started Wrestling for a Cause, and... It's been an amazing ride. Um, this organization, you know, they're nonprofit. They just a little background history. They did their very first show for a little boy by the name of Ryder, and who lost his battle with cancer about two or three years after they did the show for him. And I have had the opportunity to meet some amazing kids, amazing families. And once you're part of the Wrestling for a Cause family, once they do a show for you, you will, you're you always a part of that Wrestling for a Cause family. And that's what I love about this organization. You know, yeah. um, Tim Rockwell, he, um, you know, bless his heart, a year ago, he actually had a heart attack um, the same night of one of his shows, I mean, he was sitting in his vehicle outside and they actually had to take him to the hospital and he actually had a heart attack and had to have, like, st- 
that's put in the next day, you know, and oh no, I you know, but I mean he he made a comeback. He he had to take some time off, which I know he absolutely hated, but um, he's still going strong. I mean he recovered from it, fully recovered from it, and it gave him a different perspective on life. You know, like here these kids are fighting you know, cancer in their lives. And then Tim had to go what he had to go through with the heart attack and everything. It really, it was very humbling for him. And he, and one thing I can say about Tim Rockwell is he loves the fans. I mean, you know, yes, he is known as the natural born villain. I mean, and (coughs) sometimes I have to boo him and, Sometimes I actually cheer for him. It depends. You now, if they're facing the Johnnies, which I do not like the Johnnies, so usually when they're facing him and Thrash are facing the Johnnies, I will cheer for Tim and Thrash. But normally, on the most part, I am not a villains fan, you know, just because. But, um, you know, it just depends on the situation. But lately, you know, Tim has been... He's been, even though he's known as a natural-born villain, he's been kind of like, you know, kind of on the good side, you know, off and on here lately, which has been really, really good for me. I get to cheer for him. But, no, I help pick up merchandise for him. I bring merchandise to him when he needs it picked up for the show and and everything like that. So um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of that journey with them. And we'll continue this in a little bit. It looks like our, our next guest is waiting the wings. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, our favorite redhead. She is an actress. She is a producer. She is a director. She's done it all. She's done films. She's done television. And now... She's on Attitude Era Live. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one and only, the lovely Sherry Davis. Hey. Hey, this is Sherry Davis. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you, Sherry? Good to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. I'm uh, <laughs> I, I I hope I hope you like that introduction because I, I I worked for a month on it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That's that's fabulous. It was great. So here's what we're going to do, Sherry. Uh, we're going to uh, have you give us a little background, and I'm going to ask you some questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and I'm going to come back and ask you the tougher questions. So go ahead. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Go ahead. Give us a little background. So, hey, everyone. I'm Sherry Davis, and um, as we were saying, I do a little bit of everything. Um, I've acted in probably about 100 different projects at this point, um, more film than anything. I've done a lot of horror, a um, little bit of television, commercials, a um, little bit of everything, and then I also work on the crew <laughs> side. Um, Everything from indie film to big budget um, television and film, um, different positions on crew, and I've also directed a couple of films and getting ready to direct some more. 
And if, I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you uh, do some some things with the, the Masked Singer as well? Yeah, so I, I kind of lead a double life. I in, in my original, um, well, not even my original <laughs> career, but my longest career, I, I'm a, I'm an RN as well. So um, with um, COVID, you know, I there were new positions created in film and television, and it was really really good for people like me who had been a nurse for a very long time and had a lot of experience. So I was actually the COVID compliance supervisor on the Masked Singer which was a lot. It was one of the hardest jobs I've ever had. So, yeah, but it was cool. It was really cool at the same time. And uh, we're, we're, uh, we're going to talk all about uh, some, of the, some of the films I've seen you in and uh, some of the mm-hmm. uh, other stuff that you've done. But uh, in the meantime, we have Sherry Davis. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. You, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things I want to ask you about is, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, You've done acting and directing and makeup and all this. We all, we, I'm, I'm sure that acting is your favorite thing to do, but if you had to pick a close second, what is your second favorite thing to do in the industry? Directing. Directing. I, I, I mean, I, I don't even think twice about it. You know, I mean, I love acting. I, I love, love, love acting, but, I think my mindset, um, I've never considered myself like a really creative kind of person, which is so odd that I fell into acting the way I did. But directing and producing are more natural for me as far as like my mindset, how my mind works. You know, um, just from point A, I have a very, I always say I have a very managerial type mind. Very So from, from taking something from point A to point Z, and, and just creating it, so the whole concept of, of seeing that script, and then I visualize it as I go and to bring it, like, onto the screen. You know, I can visualize what my actors look like and, and, and you know, what I want for each character. And so, for me, I mean, definitely directing. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, your uh, upcoming projects, and I'll, uh, I'll uh, try and pitch myself out for a job. Uh, before the show, uh, before the interview is over, because uh, I know our fans are waiting for that, and uh, I, I got I got the perfect uh, I got the perfect pitch for the reason why you'd want me have have me on set, but we'll talk about that in a little oh. bit. But we okay. have uh, we have Sherry we have Sherry Davis as our guest, and uh, let's uh, do a roundtable, and then we'll come back. Uh, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Sherry Davis? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on with us. So Thank you. you. You sound like you are a very, very talented, talented lady from everything that you've done with, you know, acting, nursing, directing. Um, has there ever been a time in your career, whether it be directing, acting, nurse, you know, that uh, something was just so challenging for you that you just you weren't really sure how to handle it or 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 how did you you know how how did you approach that situation that you you know had to do you know whether it be acting directing you know whatever i mean honestly the the 
they're so different, all of the things that I do, you know, um, mm-hmm. for me, my biggest challenges are not, uh, I mean, definitely some of the personalities you come across, there's a lot of ego and the entertainment business. I think that me being from the South, from a small town, I'm very down to earth and I'm like, what you see is what you get. I'm very loyal. So that, that's been challenging for me in the entertainment side of the business. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then on, but the most challenging professionally is definitely nursing and working through the pandemic, going back to bedside. Um, awesome. That was yes. by far sure. the biggest challenge in my entire life, probably. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Sherry Davis, our guest here on 89.1 Kids FM, and we have uh, 23 minutes. Uh, now, uh, Sherry, uh our our next co-host, uh, the Modern Nightmare, Matthias, uh, and the reason why he's not the Modern Nightmare is not only is he a great wrestler, but he loves horror films, and uh, I know that he's got a few questions for you, so uh, take it away, Matthias. What do you got? Well, first off, I want to welcome you onto the show. It's always a pleasure having a fellow horror movie fan, lover, and a fellow uh, film person on uh, to talk about stuff. Um, I just got informed, unfortunately, that my main question I cannot ask, unfortunately, but I will, if I ever get the chance to talk to you outside of air, I will ask you about it. Um, but my fir- my main question is, uh, what has been one of your most favorite projects you've been able to work on throughout the years? Like, whether it's been, like, just because it's been a super creative project or, or anything like that, what, what's been one of your favorite things you've gotten to work on? Besides the show. Um... <laughs> of course. Oh gosh. Uh there's so many. There's so many. I think I think one of the coolest experiences was just when I was starting out and um work you know, working on Olympus Has Fallen and really not knowing what I had just fallen into in this in this business. You know, getting uh. to see those like eight sisters right out of the gate and be on set for like, I don't know, twenty one days or something like that and um you know, and that cast, you know, you had Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckhart and Gillian McDermott and Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd. And it just, and, and then, you know, the director, Antoine Fuqual, like right out of the gate, you know, getting to see that day in and day out play out was just incredible, you know, because at that time, you know, I wasn't back and forth in L.A. I, I was still, you know, small town Texas and Louisiana and um, that was just really cool. And then there's things like working on Salem and seeing, you know, the town that was built to film, you know, Salem. And and, it, and then going back even after it was flooded and now it's just this empty town sitting there, you know, that's not doing anything. And then there's mm-hmm. really cool things like, you know, working um, on Arena Wars and getting to see all the amazing costumes and, and, fight, and all the choreographing of the fighting and, um, Bermuda Island, getting to go, you know, to Puerto Rico, to this beautiful, Vietnam, Puerto Rico, this beautiful, beautiful island, and experience that, you know, with friends, um, and just see amazing, you know, wonders there that you just don't see everywhere. So there's been a lot, you know, and every single project I've been on, I've, I've learned something from, and that's what I always look at, you know, whether it's positive or negative, what did I take away from it? What do I want to continue to do or do better? And what do I know? Okay, I don't want to do that again. You know, and uh, I'm kind of jealous because, and I'll let you ask your next question in just a second. I'm kind of jealous because <laughs> you were in, you you worked on Olympus Has Fallen, so I want to know what was it like being on set with Carter Verone, aka I, I Cole Hauser. 
I, you know, I didn't really, I didn't have any experience. I don't even, yeah, like I was around like uh, the stunt guys a lot on that. So my experience was just basically the ones I said, you know, brief encounters, you know, with, with the ones I, I mentioned. And I, I don't have any experience around cold. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was going to ask more questions about that, but that's fine. I would love to say I did because I'm a huge fan. (laughs) Huge fan. So am I. Okay, uh, go ahead, uh, Matthias. What's your next question? uh, We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. We've got 19 minutes. So you've got a few more minutes, and I'm going to come back and ask you some tougher questions. So go ahead. Well, I guess uh, my second question was going to be, I don't know if Granny covered this or something, uh, because I might have misheard her, but because, you know, she's, Got to make sure her dentures don't fall out when she talks. Um, the one thing, <laughs> my main, my main, another question would be, <laughs> thank you. Um, but the the second question I would have is, you mentioned you had so many, uh, you've worked on so many different uh, films and d- different parts of films, like whether it was directing, acting, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know if Granny asked this, but what was one of you, like, if you could choose to consistently do one of those things, part of film, like if it was one of your favorites, which one would that be? Whether it be acting, directing, makeup, costumes, uh, whatever. I'm really, really torn between acting and directing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I am. Um, I, I, I just, I love acting, but I really love directing. And I, and I see my career going more towards directing more and more, honestly. It's just, uh-huh. it's, it's, the, it's the thing I, I see more in my future. I'm going to continue to act. I'm not walking away from acting by, by any means, but I want to take a step back and really focus on some scripts that I have, you know, and a couple of scripts that I've optioned <clears throat> and getting those done. Um, and for me personally, you know, I, I held off doing them because also I, I was concerned being a nurse and, and then also um, directing during a, a pandemic during COVID. And not only does it increase costs, but the whole thing of like if someone got COVID, on, you know, I'm not opening myself up to a lawsuit because I'm also got a medical license, you know? So exactly, yeah. I feel like I played and, and, and while I was working continuously throughout COVID, you know, whether it be cast or crew, I did not feel comfortable doing my own films and directing and producing my own films. So now I'm I'm like, okay, these things have been like sitting on the back burner for like almost three years now. And it's time to, it's time to get those. So that's where I'm at now. So I I can't, I don't even know. I don't think I could choose between acting and directing. Producing is really, really hard. It's so much work. It's very time consuming. Um, The others are as well, but I, I, I don't know that I love producing. You know, it's just, I, I, I would think that, you have to kind of let something go at some point and, and nor do I want to direct and star in my own film either. That's not something I want to do. Like, yeah. You don't I'm want to pull a Tommy Wiseau. I, I no. I, if I'm directing, I want 100% my focus to be on directing. If I'm yeah. acting, I want 100% my focus to be on acting. That is something I can tell you I've decided moving forward because I did work as, as crew and then was also acting. And that was, not, I feel like it, it took away from both things I was doing. Like I couldn't fully 100% be invested as a, as a crew member when I was thinking about when I needed to do my scenes or study my lines on top of doing my crew work, you know. So exactly. um, it just, yeah, I'm not one, you know, it's great for those who can do it, 
but I know in my heart that I don't feel like I can do one task 100%. So if mm-hmm. I'm directing, it will be directing. If I'm acting, I will only be acting, you know, because I just feel like that's what I need to do for me. Makes perfect sense. Uh, uh, Sher- uh, Sherry Davis is our our guest at this time. We're on 89.1 Kins FM. We got, uh, uh, unfortunately, we only got 16 minutes. I wish it was 16 more years, but uh, and here, <laughs> you know, uh, here on 89.1 Kins FM, we get uh, we get our resources from uh, we we get our research done by uh, imdb.com, and uh, uh-huh. uh, you can let me know if any of this information is inaccurate. But have you ever seen your IMDb page on face on have you ever seen your page on IMDb? I have. I don't look at it as much anymore. I feel like people play with them and alter them more than they used to. It's kind you know, since everyone kinda of has access to it now. So I don't mess with mine as much, but I do I do look occasionally. So you are aware of the, the, the one picture they have on you and you're standing in front of a red background with a white shirt or button down shirt? Uh well my, my, my photos I've submitted most of the photos. So yeah, that okay. the red the white jacket, yeah, the main photo. <laughs> yeah. Uh I shouldn't say this but uh, I love that photo. Anyway, uh <laughs> now uh, <laughs> Thank uh you. I, I wanna go over a, a couple movies that you've been in. Now some of these movie titles they, they I guess uh in today's standard they would be considered grind flicks. Uh you were in uh Bikini Car Wash Massacre uh, you were in, uh, what's that one I want to ask? Uh, you were in Toilet Zombie Baby Strikes Back. Uh, um, <laughs> Night yeah, of the Tommyknockers. Right. Yeah. So some of those, you know, like, uh, the Toilet Zombie Baby, that one, like, you know, there, these were more like experimental COVID little indie films, kind of, you know. I don't know. I don't. I don't say little to be ugly in any way. Just meaning they're small budget, and it's just like, hey, we're, we have this idea. We're going to see about doing it this way, whatever. And it was just like, you know, I'm I'm sitting around. Nobody was working at that time, and it's friends that were working on it. And I was, and 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 the guy, you know, he had a great concept. You know, me being from the south and having, you know, done some background numerous times and worked on Dallas, the television series. He thought it would be funny to have me as a mayor, and I, and I can't remember. I think my name was something Ewing, you know. So it was just kind of a set, you know. It was kind of, I guess, what a satire or whatever. Like, so it was just made to be silly fun, is what. And it was. you know, spe- it was something speaking with of, <laughs> uh, speak, yeah. Sorry, speaking of Ewing, you were all you also because uh, my uh, wife loves the TV show Dallas. And you were in an episode, uh-huh. Guilty and Innocent, uh, in 2013, and you played an ER nurse, which I'm sure was not too far-fetched for you playing an ER nurse. Yeah, that's kind of one of those things, like how I got started was I was, because I was a nurse, I was getting a lot of, like, I, I did a lot of background work. Like, if there need, they would say, need real nurses and paramedics or need real cops. So I was, like, constantly, several times I actually did background um, on Dallas. So I kind of got to know everybody on that. And then um, there were other times, like, I always say my big scene was like my, my character was like Bikini Girl or something, and I had to walk back and forth by Linda Gray all day in my in my swimsuit. Which, which, was, a, which was a great, powerful scene. Yeah, you, you, should, you should have won an yeah. Emmy for that. Uh, and 
another TV show that you're in that's kind of topical now. You were in uh, Big Yellow A-Hole uh, as a mm-hmm. studio executive, and uh, the episode you're on was Did You Just Johnny Depp Me? That's kind of topical nowadays, no. isn't it? <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh, wow. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, <clears throat> I did. I did that. You know, and uh, one of, uh, you know, we've had a lot of uh, uh, people involved in this next film that you're in, uh, Clown Motel 2. Uh, as a matter of fact, we did have the director on here with us, and we've had several people that starred in that movie on here with us, and in the next month or so, we're going to have even more. Uh, we had Joseph mm-hmm. Kelly uh, on with us uh, about a month ago, and I'm sure you know who uh, Joseph Kelly is, and uh, uh-huh. uh, he's, he spoke very highly of you. Uh, when we talked to him about the movie, you, Mindy Roberts, and uh, uh, Lauren Landon. Yeah, Mindy Robinson. Yeah, Mindy's great. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Mindy and I had a lot of fun, you know, getting to run around and play badasses and have guns. <laughs> and uh, another one I'm curious about that I really want to talk about. Uh, I'll give the I'll give the tagline, and then we can talk about it. Uh, the, here's the tagline. In 2045, convicted criminals are given the opportunity to compete on the world's number one television sporting event, Arena Wars. They must survive seven rooms and seven of the most vicious killers in the country. If they win, they reign their freedom, which is Arena called Arena Wars. Wars. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. And like I said, that that's probably one of my one of my favorite projects to work on. Um, Arena Wars. I mean, we we filmed you know at the Luxor, some of it at the Luxor in Las Vegas, which was just amazing. And you know, it's basically um, it's kind of got a little bit of what I call Hunger Games vibes. Versus you know, it's it's a it's a few different things we've seen kind of tied into one. And the whole concept is you've got a good guy that's um, you know imprisoned. And usually it's the guilty that have to fight one another, but you've got this good guy who's who's fighting his way out. And they've never had someone that, you know, that was, you know, a good person. And these these different characters, they're all drug they're basically being drugged up and, and they've got crazy costumes and they're just you know, badass fighting. I mean great choreography by the stunt the stunt team was amazing and some of the actors are also stunt people so they got to act and do stunts. So it was cool, and then my character, um, Holly uh, Days. Holly Days, so much fun, over the top, um, all the over the top costuming, um, that kind of thing, and um, I just went completely blank. What is the the host on Hunger Games? That's that's kind of what I think of with that character. Is that oh, Effie? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought of for that character. That was kind of like what I based my character on for that. But yeah, that's super super cool. I, I think it's it's going to do really really well. I don't know. We're waiting on release on a uh, Night of the Tommy Knockers. You mentioned that's the same group. That's the 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 Mayhall brothers. Um, so Night of the Tommy Knockers, um, Arena Wars, and Bermuda Island were all the Mayhall uh, brothers that did that. Yeah. Now, so would I be of off base? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, we're just waiting for all of those to come out. And now, would I be no, off base on saying that Arena Wars is kind of like a modern take on the movie Running Man? Kind of. Oh, it's been so long since I saw the Running Man. Honestly. 
Okay, well, I, I well you know, the one, thing, the one thing I am jealous about in Arena Wars, you got to be on uh, on set with Julia Roberts' brother, Eric. That had to have been some fun. Yes. He's, he's fun. He's fun. I've been on a few different sets with Eric, um, and he's he's always funny. And he's he's got such great stories and such great energy. He's a hoot. I mean, he really, really is. And uh, you also uh, got to uh, be in the movie with another one of my favorite actors, uh, Michael Marsden. Or, my, uh, I'm sorry, Michael Madsen, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's been in a lot of my favorite movies, especially Kill Bill yeah, and Reservoir a, Dogs. Yes, those are great movies. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing, very nice, very personable, um, you know, doesn't act like a big star, talks to everybody, just down-to-earth guy. He was great to work with. And uh, now I'm going to uh, I'm gonna pitch myself for the next film that you do. I would love to be part uh-huh. of it. Now, if, if, you, if you put me in it, all you got to do is uh, – uh, give me some hot dogs and uh, some soda, and uh, I'll come down. I'll be in the movie. I'll carry. I'll carry your bags. I'll go to Starbucks and get your cappuccino, and I'll shine your shoes and pack your bags and do all that stuff just to be in the movie. You're so, you're so funny. You guys, I'm, I'm going to give her a heart man. attack. I'm not that hot. I don't need all those things. Just just some bottles of water. Keep me hydrated. <laughs> I'll take care of all that. I'll, I'll 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 go buy a case of Peregrino for you. Oh, okay. No, I'm easy. Just plain water. I'm good. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. If you have uh, if you do a movie where a guy is taken out like the first five minutes, I guarantee you we can bring you down here at the Fargo, show it at the Fargo Theater, and everybody will show up just to watch that. Me taken out within oh, the there, first five minutes. There you go. Uh, That's fun. <laughs> uh, uh, Sherry Davis, our guest here. Uh, we got uh, five minutes, and for our fans that are listening, uh, if you do a, uh, if you go to eighty nine point one Ken's FM page, like that. Go to our Attitude Air Live page, like that, uh, and do a ten dollar donation to Power of the Tower. Will automatically get you qualified to win a autograph from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaway, Sherry? I'll understand if you can't, but... Sure, sure. Okay. I'll send you the address and everything. And uh, once again, i got to apologize to you, though. Uh, I get in trouble with this all the time, but I I know I need to not call you at 2 in the morning because I don't know about uh, time zones yet, so I do Um, apologize for that early morning phone call. I'm sorry about that. No, I'm good. What I don't okay. even, I have early, I didn't I missed the early morning phone call. Oh, okay. So so you weren't oh. just ignoring me. You didn't say you didn't see my number and oh, I'm not going to talk to him. <laughs> no. <laughs> like my relatives do. No, I must but, listen, if I'm asleep, my phone is on silent. Nothing so I have to because everyone's in different time zones. So if I right. if I leave my phone on, I'm trying to sleep. You know, if it's East Coast and I'm I'm in, you know, I was on West Coast and my phone would start ringing, you know, very very early. So, yeah, nothing. You know, the cool thing is, uh, the cool thing is, I believe you about that. Your phone being on silent, (laughs) but like when I call my Uh relatives or my co-hosts, their phones are always on silent. I think it's because everybody (laughs) that has my number listen to their phone. It says, "Do not answer this." Okay, that's a story for another Uh time. 
<laughs> uh, Sherry Davis is our guest here, and uh, uh, unfortunately we only got uh, four minutes left. Uh, but real quick here, so we can do this, I'm going to ask you a few more uh, uh, questions, and uh, we can let you go, and uh, everything will be good. What okay. uh, uh, if our fans want to check you out? You got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? <laughs> I'm pretty simple. I'm not. I'm not too out there tech savvy. I'm pretty busy, so I'm not on social media just a ton, ton, ton. But typically, I'm on Facebook and Instagram the most, and everything's just under my name, Sherry Davis, which is S H E R I, and then Davis C A V I S. So Sherry is one uh-huh. R and an I. Awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, there's one other movie I want to ask you about. Um, now, the uh, uh, Amityville Moon, is that is that a take on the horrors, or is that something completely different, just a name? You know, I think it's just a name. That's kind of a trend we've seen a lot with independent film. Um, that's honestly one of my favorite directors to work with as well, Thomas Churchill. Um, I, I That's another really really good experience was working on that but it's just you know they he did a, a, a three films with the amityville title in them each one had a different genre amityville moon obviously being this was the werewolf film uh right and and then he you know the zombie one and um can't remember what the other one is right now but yeah so uh that's just kind of a name thrown in there and, uh, you know, I'll understand if you turn me down for this, but, uh, you know, you mentioned like working with uh, him as a director. Do you think he might be willing to come on our show at some point? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can hook you up with Tom. Cool. Uh, and you have my information, and I, I promise I'll stop yeah. calling you before the sun's up. Uh, or in, in case a lot of your movies, I'll call you before the moon comes up. <laughs> I get a lot of hours. It's so, like I said, if I'm asleep, it's silence. <laughs> Uh, Sherry, Sherry Davis, our guest here. We got uh, two minutes here with Sherry. Uh, so, real quick here, what, uh, what, um, in the next uh, uh, year or so, how many uh, uh, do you plan on uh, trying to get in a few more films that you've you've heard of? Uh, people send you scripts, or are you working on a project right now that you can kind of give us a little hint about? Yeah, um, I have, I have. I can't really say on one of the things I'm, I'm acting in is filming in, in another state, and that one I can't talk about because I have a strict NDA. Um, and then I'm, my my goal now is really getting my own films out. So I've got um, three films that we are in um, different phases of pre-production on, and I hope to kick those out pretty much back-to-back. Um, so really this year, the rest of the year, I'm pretty focused on directing, but I do have one, I've got a strict NDA I can't talk about. And I'm got another film that we're shoot. I'm shooting in Mississippi, um, that I'm acting in as well. Um, so, uh, I, I'm kind of, you know, taking a step back from auditioning, taking a step back from some of the indie film world, trying to get back, you know, into the bigger budget projects and things like that, which is where I started. I love indie film. I just feel like um, the directing and, and, the, and the coming in on the, the bigger budget things is kind of the direction I need to get back to, you know, because I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, if, if anybody can see this picture on IMDb, I, I want everybody to go to it right now. Go to IMDb, type in Sherry Davis, look at that picture. She's only 21, ladies and gentlemen, so check it out. Uh, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll tell you what. 
Uh, Sherry, we, if we haven't scared you away too much, I hope you'll be able to hook us up with uh, your favorite director, Tom, and uh, we hope you'll be willing to come back with, uh, on us, with us again. And any films that you have that uh, you want to pitch or uh, talk about uh, and get uh, people uh, to it, go ahead and uh, send me a message, and uh, we'll get you back on to promote it, and we'll, uh, we'll do everything we can to get all our listeners out to see it for you. Okay, sounds great. I'll probably all be right, talking thanks, to you later on. Uh-huh. All right. All right, Sherry, thanks we love you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Sherry Davis, Thank ladies you, Sherry. and gentlemen. All right, looks like our next uh, guest is waiting in the wings, uh, so we're going to take a quick little commercial break to hear from one of our sponsors, and we will be back after we hear these messages. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The man with the biggest Hollywood stature to ever grace Attitude Air Live. The man with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The man with a star on his heart. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the big star himself. He is Michael Stern. Well, how you doing? Hey, Michael. How you doing tonight? Good. I was kind of hoping you'd read that line, and then we'd go to you, but we can uh, skip that if you want. Oh, we could do it now, we could do it later, or whenever you like. Go ahead now, and then we'll, uh, then we'll have fun with your interview. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, this is Michael Stern. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live, Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM, with your host, the icon, the big swing granny, Hus- Husker, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. Okay, well, it's actually Granny Hulkster and Matthias, but that's okay. We'll, we'll forgive you. you got a star in the Hollywood Walk wait, wait, of Fame. Wait, wait, so what you did it It's Granny Hulkster and Matthias. Oh, it says Granny. Yeah, you, you, you said uh, Whisker or Husker, but it's uh, Hulkster. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's my English accent, you know. I am so sorry. That's fine. Well, no, we'll, no, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll edit it all together. Don't, don't worry. Uh, usually, uh, when I when I make the promos, I just uh, stop it when you say the icon. I cut out everybody. No, I don't do that. But anyway, uh, we have Michael. We have Michael Stearns, our guest here. Uh, we're on eighty nine point one Kins FM. We got thirty two minutes with Michael. We're going to ask him a whole bunch of questions. But first off, Michael, if you want to give us a background about yourself, then we'll have some fun with the interview here. Sure, absolutely. Uh, well. I grew up in L.A. I live in L.A. I was born in Winnipeg, Canada, but moved out to Los Angeles when I was about six years old with my family, my parents, my brother, my sister, 
And I've always been infatuated with Hollywood, living, you know, just a few miles away from Hollywood. I used to uh, love watching television as a kid, um, growing up with, like, Pinnacle Junction and Green Acres and all those shows. But my favorite was Lucille Ball. And um turned out that my neighbor's mother's boss worked on The Lucy Show and was able to get me tickets to see The Lucy Show being filmed. So here I was, ten and a half years old, going to uh, a filming for the first time ever in my life. And from that minute on, I was hooked with television, just you know, watching how everybody worked and all the ins and outs and the nuts and the bolts and um, with that. And I don't think I've ever left Hollywood since I was 10 and a half. And now for the last 17 years, I've been working on the Dr. Phil show as the audience producer. I fill that audience every single day. Now, I'm kind of curious. You think you can hook us up with Dr. Phil? He is a hero of mine. He 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 is he is, he is my therapy. Well, he's. Uh, do you uh, listen to him at least once a day? More than that. Good. All right. Yeah, he's on a lot. Uh, he is good therapy, and uh, you know he tells it like it is, and you know he's good medicine. He really is. You know you got to listen to what he says, and he he, he there's no. Uh, he tells it the way it should be told, and he doesn't, you know, he tells it the way it is. Uh, Michael Stern is our guest here. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got uh, 20 IMS. I'm going to ask a couple more questions, and we'll do a roundtable, then we'll uh, uh, come back, uh, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But uh, So, you, you know, you've done a lot of uh, cool stuff as uh, an actor and a producer and all that. What is your favorite... Uh, what is your favorite aspect? Is it acting, producing, being the star of the well, show, being the guy that warms up the audience like myself? I do very little acting, very little acting. Actually, because you'll hear that I was really good friends with Lucille Ball, and she sort of directed me not to go into acting. Um, I think she saw right off the bat as like, this guy is not an actor. So um, I dabbled, you know, I was an extra here, an extra there, and that was fun. Um, I got to be in a movie with Bette Midler, and I was working with her for about three weeks, and um, and I did things like that, but I've been on the set a lot. I do a lot of award shows, but I like being behind the scenes. I like to be in front of the camera, too, but um, I like I like just working in the industry is exciting. And back to Lucy, you know, she you could have gone to school for – 20 years to be an actor, but it doesn't ever get you to be an actor. Uh, you just got to practice. You got to do workshops. You got to do your local theater and just keep keep at it. And that will get you further and further up, you know, the ladder, but you just got to be discovered. But yeah. if you go to school to learn how to be a cameraman, you have a degree of how to be a cameraman, and you'll have a shot of being a cameraman or a custodian, or craft services, or lighting. Um, but just getting into the industry, you know, that's that's what I wanted. 
Uh, Michael Stearns, our guest here, we got, we're on 89.1 Ken's Heaven, we got 20 minutes, uh, 27 minutes. Now, uh, Michael, in a way, you are a good actor because you do act like you like me. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, uh, I am a good actor. And I do like, uh, I, it is kind of cool that you are from the hometown of the Gold Eyes. I don't know how often you get back to Winnipeg, but that's our big rival here in Fargo, North Dakota, the Winnipeg Gold Eyes against the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks. So uh, I know all about Winnipeg. As a matter of fact, I was, I, I know nobody cares, but I'm going to tell you guys anyway. I was actually thrown out of the Winnipeg Stadium. I'm never allowed back there. That's another story for another time. Wait, this ever? is Michael's time. Ever. Uh, but I told, I told the one usher that, that threw me out of the stadium, I said, as soon as you graduate high school, I'm coming back here. But that's another story. Uh, Michael Stern's our guest here. Uh, now, we're going, to talk a lo- we're going to talk a lot about uh, Lucy in a minute, but uh, Granny... <clears throat> Uh, what do you have for our guest, Michael Stern? Go ahead. Well, I'd like to welcome you to the show. And, you know, you mentioned a lot of TV shows that <clears throat> I like to watch the older TV shows as well. And I remember seeing the Lucy show. I remember watching I Love Lucy, you know, back in the day. And Petticoat Junction and Green Acres and, you know, all those good shows and everything. So what was it like to really get to know Lucille Ball. I mean, I mean, she was a fabulous actress for many, many, many years, whether it was movie, television, whatever. I mean, she was absolutely one of the best there was. And people forget that she did approximately 80 movies besides, you know, being on TV for over 20 years. I mean, she was on mm-hmm. TV for almost 23 straight years. <clears throat> and in those days, a season of shows were like 39 episodes. And when she finished, I think it was 22 or 24 episodes in a year. Now a mm-hmm. season could be 10, 10 in a season or eight, and they think, wow, that's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I always knew, even at 10 years old, and no one ever had to tell me, at 10 years old I always knew the difference between Lucille Ball the actress and Lucille Ball the person. So when I met Lucille Ball the first time, I knew I was not meeting Lucy Ricardo or Lucy Carter or Lucy Carmichael. I knew I was meeting Lucille Ball the person and that she was an actress and she's a real person. And so from early on, I knew the difference. And that, I think, made a big difference, you know, when I met her. And that's why I think she appreciated me at that young age that I was – I understood the difference. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but what a lady. What a lady. And I, and it's funny because she was not a funny person in person. Um, she was very serious. Uh, she was one of the boys almost, you know. Um, I remember once calling her and I said, I mean, this was early on when I, you know, after I got her phone number, hi, I said, I'd like to talk to Lucy. Yeah. No, I like to talk to Lucy. Yeah, I mean, she was just so serious. She wasn't funny. And um, I learned right away she was not a funny person. And to make her laugh was very hard to do. You know, um, I love making her laugh. And I got to do that a few times. So that was always enjoyable. You know, it's like, oh, I made her laugh. You know, I could have made her laugh, too, by saying, uh, uh, Miss Ball, uh, can I be on the TV show with you? 
Thanks, Big Swing, for the sport. I appreciate that. I was actually promised when she did her last, last, last series to be on an episode as an extra. Um, But that show didn't make it to the next episode, so I never got my dream, you know. But um, at least I was considered to be in it, so that was exciting. Uh, Michael Stern's our guest here. we got uh, 23 minutes. Uh, Matthias, uh, go ahead. What do you got for our guest, uh, Michael Stern? Well, first off, I want to welcome you on to the show. It's always a pleasure having uh, new people and new guests to talk to each and every week. I'm not um, new. I'm old. I'm old. Well, to me, I've never spoken to you before, especially on this show. I'm, I'm kind of new to the show as well. So um, I guess one of my main questions to you would be, uh, when was the moment you knew, like, hey, I've made it to where I – like, have, I don't know if you've ever fully made it to where you wanted to go. Like, have you had any other dreams that you want to pursue uh, throughout your career? Or, like, when uh, – I remember listening to this podcast one time, and it was Chris Jericho's podcast, and he asked uh, comedian Gabriel Iglesias, like, when do you know – when did you know the moment you made it? And he said when he got to play Madison Square Garden. So – when was the moment you, in your mind, said, hey, I've made it? I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> no. Um, it's this show, always, guys. Yeah, you know, it's always uh, – you're always worried about your next job and everything. But like I said, I've been very lucky at Dr. Phil. I knew I wanted that job uh, 17 years ago. I, I, In my heart, I wanted it. I wanted a show that – I knew he was going to be around for a long time, and boy, was I right. And uh, hopefully he'll be going another zillion years or uh, many years to come. And it just, every day I get to, like, perform in front of his audience, you know, before he comes out. There's a warm-up after me who does the real warm-up, but I warm up the audience before the warm-up. And it's just my little audience every day. And uh, I make sure that they have a good time. And so I feel like I'm on stage. And I'm on the same stage where Lucille Ball and Des Arnaz first met. At Dr. Phil Films on stage 29 at Paramount Studios, which was the home of RKO Studios. And then it became Desilu Studios and now Paramount Studios. So Lucille Ball is always around me. So um, I always feel like I've made it um, just because I've been fortunate. I I do what I love. So every day I'm very fortunate. Uh, Michael Stearns, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got uh, 20 minutes. Now I'm going to ask you uh, a a few things. I'm going to ask you uh, a couple other things. I I really – you know, I grew up watching, you know, uh, reruns of Lucy, and, of course, everybody knows my favorite episode uh, when she was uh, in the candy wrapper thing, when she did the VD BG Benjamin thing, um, and uh, when she also did the uh, the grape thing. Uh, for those of you who have uh, seen Pretty Woman, you've seen scenes of that in uh, the movie Pretty Woman. But one thing I do want to ask you, uh, what is it like getting a – star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, how did you find out you were getting the, the star? No, 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 no. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. That star was not a real star. 
That star really? is not really? a, is not a real star. Then what are we talking to you for? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, a Michael Stur- no, that is not a real star. I wish it was. Um, Dr. Phil just got his star last year. Um, no, I'm a long way coming to get a star on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, that was machine operated. So that is not a real star, and I feel sorry that you thought it was a real star, but it is not. And I thought I made a disclaimer on my picture before in the past on my Facebook page, but that everything else is real. That is not a real star. And uh, there's one other thing I want – there's one other uh, person that you know that I'm wondering if there's any way that you can hook me up with my other hero. And I, 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 we didn't bring you on here to hook us up with people, but there is one guy I know that you know that Ooh. I would love if you could hook me up with. I, w- I would love for you to hook me up with Belky. Really? He is a good guy. Um, he, look, he's had a birthday I spent day. every Friday night watching Perfect Strangers. And Belky Bartokamis, I mean, I've had uh, a couple people that were on the show with him uh, and uh, I never missed an episode of the Bronson Pinchow Project, but if you could hook me up with Belky, uh, I would be forever indebted for you. I'll, I'll come, I'll come carry your heavy bags through any airport you want for the rest of your life. If you, you could hook me up it. with you Belky, that I could try to help you with. That I could help you with, or try to anyway. Uh, I could get you his information uh, later on. I won't do it on the air, but yes, I could definitely uh, text right. you the well, information what, what I know. Well, what I'll do uh, is no, I'll, I'll call you after the show. We'll take care of that. Yeah, and he was a great story, um, if you have a minute, of how I met him. Sure, um, go ahead. He was, he was doing Perfect Strangers, and I went. One of my jobs before the Dr. Phil show, and um, I filled the studio audiences for about 50 different TV shows every week. So I worked in an office, and my job, along with four other people, were to fill the audiences for TV shows. Um, and part of the job is to make sure that when people show up, not 700 people show up for 200 seats or 30 people show up for 200 seats. You know, we try to balance it out, you know, that there's 200 people for 200 seats. And I went to the filming of Perfect Strangers because not only was it, like a I Love Lucy type show, you know, with Lucy and Ethel, you know, but it was it was the male version uh, of I Love Lucy almost. And I remember the episode, yes. And I went to the filming and afterwards I got Bronson's attention and I said, you know, I work for Lucille Ball and she's really a big fan and so he literally wrote a three page note to to her he gave it to me. I gave it to her the next day, and within a week, I got them together. And he even said later on that he sort of stopped being nice to fans before he met Lucy. Um, he thought he was too big for where he was, and he wasn't nice to his fans. And then he saw Lucy and realized, hey, to be in this business, you've got to be nice to your fans forever and he said from that moment on i've always been nicer to fans after he met lucy you know you know this the sad thing about that how you say that is uh 
uh, every year that Perfect Strange was on, I wrote a fan letter to uh-huh. Bronson, and I never got a response. See, and that's not good. I mean, I know they get a lot of mail. They absolutely get a ton of mail. But usually there's a secretary or there's somebody who will write thank you notes or, like, it gets to, you know, like, Bronson, here's, you know, 300 letters today or whatever. Uh, Four of them are from children that are really sick or this one's having an anniversary or this one's having a birthday and, you know, or this one made a – a quilt for you or whatever. Um, these days, people don't write thank you notes. But the old school Hollywood, Lucille Ball would actually write thank you notes. Um, she wouldn't write to every single fan that wrote back, but they would be acknowledged with a, you know, a picture sent back, something. But you know, and Valerie Harper. Valerie Harper was great in writing thank you notes. Mary Tyler Moore, Cloris Leach. You know, old Hollywood would write thank you notes. Today, people you know, don't. And you know, the interesting thing about, uh, and we had her on the show, Candy Milo. Uh, she was on the first season. She played. Uh, she played Gina. She played the uh, the pregnant gal that was uh, that was in uh, his citizenship class that they helped out. Uh, they, sure. They sure. Took... Sure. Now. The first letter I ever wrote to Bronson, a.k.a. to Belke, I sent my allowance to Belke to give to uh, Gina to help with the new baby. I I sent $10 to Belke to give to Gina to help with the baby. And uh, back then, everything was real to me. Now I know it's not. And I asked her about that, and she said, really? That that was nice of you. And then... uh, she uh, she sent us a whole bunch uh, of autographs and stuff uh, for giveaways that will happen in our July uh, show. But uh, yeah, if like I say, if you can hook me up with Bronson, uh, I, I I I can talk to him for hours, hours and yeah. hours about Belky and the Bronson Pinchaw project and uh, how I actually wanted. Well, anyway, we'll we'll talk about him off the air. But I want to talk more about you now. Uh, Knowing Lucy, I'm sure you also got to meet Desi as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. It's in my book, actually. I wrote a book called I Had a Ball, uh, My Friendship with Lucille Ball, and uh, available on my website, thelucyfan.com. Great segue there. That's what I was going to segue into. Perfect. Uh, I was going to talk about your book. Let's talk about it. Go ahead. Desi I met a few times, just a few times, and what a nice, gentleman. He was super nice. The first time I ever met him was I used to hang out at NBC Studios. You know, in those days it wasn't like security that it is now. And I used to be uh, I'm going to be segue into so many different stories, but I was known as the mascot for the TV show Chico and the Man uh, with Freddie Prinze and Jack Alberson and Scatman Crothers. You got to meet Jack Alberson? I'm sorry? You got to meet Grandpa Joe? Oh, not only did I get to meet him, but it was like we were on first-name basis, you know. Just a great guy. And But Freddie Prinze was even nicer to me. I mean, we were closer to the same age, but um, I was like five years younger. But Yeah, uh, that was a sad loss with him, too. Oh, it, it, it's a heartbreak. It's the first 
celebrity death that I I knew somebody, and the way he went, it was horrible. But um, I went to a filming. I used to go to a lot of TV show filmings. You know, it was one bus away, and it kept me busy, and it was free entertainment. And I went uh, to, like, the first show of, like, the third season. And and I was wearing a T-shirt with the Canadian flag on it. And the warm-up was a guy named James Comack, who was the executive producer, creator of the show. He played Uncle Norman in the TV show uh, Courtship of Eddie's Father with Bill Bixby and Brendan Cruz. But for some reason, we were funny back and forth. I mean, whatever he said, I said something. And I was 15 years old. And for some reason, we hit it off that his secretary, James Comack, said, could you come back? For the next show, ask the same questions. You know, so I went back the next week, and then I was on the VIP list. But then they would do two shows every Friday night, the same show twice with two different audiences. One was like a dress rehearsal. But between the two shows, they would invite me to have dinner with the cast, and then I would walk around the halls of NBC. So when the celebrities walked out of the Tonight Show – um, with Johnny Carson, I would ask for their autographs or whatever, but one night, Desi Arnaz was a guest. And I knew he was going to be there. I brought um, some photos for him to sign, and, you know, I brought things for him. And I, I was so excited to meet him, he knew that I was a big fan. He just knew this was not the normal guy who was just, oh, my gosh, I'm a fan. He realized I was a super fan. Um, but we walked out to his car, and I couldn't understand a word he said. His his accent became really thick um, as the years went on, I guess. But what a charming, charming man. Um, I met him a few other times um, after that. I went to a play with Lucille Ball one time that Lucille Arnaz was in. And Desi Arnaz was there at the same time, and it was like, uh, Desi says, I'm like, Lucy, what are you, like, what are you doing here? And she started, like, like Lucy Ricardo laugh, like, you know, the cry. Um, they put on a little I show together. I love that. They were, still, they were still great friends, you know. They talked to each other all the time. They saw each other. So it was really exciting to see Lucy and Desi together. So, uh, but you know, I'm kind of curious. great guy. I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, I'll understand if you have uh, bad thoughts about it or not, but uh, what did you think of the uh, Amy Co- uh, Amy Poehler film, Lucy and Desi? Well, there's two films. Well, one of them was the documentary that you just mentioned with Amy Poehler, and then there was the Aaron Sorkin movie with uh, Nicole Kidman. And the one with Nicole Kidman, the the movie – um, the first time I saw it, I saw it four times, actually. And the first time I saw it was the very, 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 very first audience uh, private screening, 200 people. And at first, I didn't really like it. Um, there's so many facts that are not really correct. Or, you know, Aaron Sorkin wrote for Aaron Sorkin. And even though some of the stories are true... He made it 
in a four-day period instead of a 10-year period or whatever it was. But um, And some of the characters were not like the characters that I knew even 20 years later. Um, so the first time I saw it, I did not like it. The second, third, and fourth time I saw it, I sort of liked it for entertainment purposes only. If you go to watch the movie just for entertainment, you'll enjoy it. Don't believe it, but enjoy it. That was called Being the Ricardos, if I'm not mistaken. Being the Ricardos, correct. Um, then the Lucy Desi documentary is phenomenal. It, it, Amy Poehler did such a great job, Lucy Arnaz. It, it was really, really, really good. Plus, I got to uh, interview for it. Um, Amy and I, we did a two-hour Zoom call which is I took pictures of us together on Zoom. It was during, you know, COVID time when, well, we're selling it, but we couldn't see each other in person. But we spent two hours together. I've seen Amy now in person a couple times in the last month or two, and she's a delight. Um, It's so funny. I asked for a photo with her, and she said, no, no, no. I'm excited to get a photo with Michael Stern. (laughs) So... Um, she was fun, and that but that documentary is right on. It, it's it's excellent. So, and they're both on Amazon Prime. I would definitely highly recommend um, seeing Lucy and Desi. I really do. It's very touching, well done, well produced. Yeah, when they come out on Blu-ray, I'm going to buy them. If they, I, I believe they will both be. I'm assuming. I would think so too. I really do. I can even see them being. Well, they're two different companies, so I guess they won't be together, but they're both Amazon, so who knows. Right. Uh, now, Michael Stearns, I guess, here on 89.1 Kens FM. We have uh, five minutes, maybe a little more. Uh, but, uh, you know, you guys, I want to let you guys know some of uh, Michael's uh, uh, big accomplishments here. Uh, and uh, he's... Uh, He's a he's a great guy, and he, he doesn't have a big head, but, I mean, he's been on the 25th <laughs> Annual Screen Actors Guild. Seven, he's been on the Tony Awards uh, several times. He Now, one thing I, I do want to ask you about yeah. um, is um, the 30th Annual Miss America pageant. Uh, what was it like uh, helping, the, uh, helping the gals get in and out of their swimsuits? Mrs. America. Right, right. Mrs. Mm-hmm. America, yeah. Um, you know what? I did it for a few years. It was they were they were beautiful ladies. They were beautiful. Um, it was fun because I worked with Amorosa, and but Florence Henderson was always the host of the uh, pageants a lot, or um, she was the host. And Florence Henderson became like a second mom to me, and. Um, it's funny, like, some of my second moms were, like, people that I grew up with on television. It's just, it blows me away how I became friends with Florence Henderson. Um, and Florence Henderson, I think, of all the people I've ever met, she's the closest of being the character in real life than she is on TV. I mean, she's sweet as can be. She had a dirty mouth on her. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. But, oh, my gosh, what? She was Carol Brady. You know, she was everyone's favorite mom. 
And uh, what a loss. I mean, she was just one of those special ladies. She really was. And I, I, being with Betty White a lot, you know, one of my favorite things to do is that when was I worked, a sad loss for Marie, too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just, oh, if I said, people ask me, oh, who's the nicest person in Hollywood? Who's the nicest? I always said, that, I mean, the top was Carol Burnett and Betty White and Florence Henderson. But somebody, Carol Burnett always wanted to be in show business. I mean, she came out to Hollywood as a young girl, and she always loved movie stars. And, you know, she always did all these takes, you know, on her Carol Burnett show because she was a fan. And I don't think she ever forgot that she was a fan. And same thing with Betty White, just they loved their fans and they were good to their fans and Florence Henderson was good. You know, they always say the bigger you are, the nicer you are to their fans, and that is so true. It's it's amazing how special these ladies are. And they were all part of my life. And when I work a lot of these award shows, or I was always the escort with Betty White or Carol Burnett. And there's pictures, uh, photos of me with Carol Burnett walking on and off a stage. And I said, this is where we first met in 1975. I was 14 years old. And, but here I am now walking on stage with her. And that was a highlight. You know, here I am, arm in arm. Or when I'm working the Golden Globes and I'm backstage in the green room, with all these other major celebrities, and they all come up to me and go, um, can we say hi to uh, Miss Burnett? Can we say hi to Miss Burnett? Can we say hi to Carol? I mean, but these are like um, Julia Roberts, and just everyone wants to say hi to Carol Burnett or Betty White. Um, they're in awe. I like how and, I like how a Pretty Woman asked you if you can say hi to someone. You know, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and... Um, but just they're they're just like that's that's Carol Burnett, you know. It's like everyone idolizes Carol Burnett, or like I said, or Betty White. Um, so it, it was exciting. It really is. It, it's nice. And I just saw Carol uh, about two months ago. Um, she's doing her. She does a one woman show throughout the country. And it's about a 90-minute show, and it's called Bump Up the Lights, like she did when she did her TV series. And people in the audience, and the audiences are two, 3,000 people, and people will ask questions, and she'll answer them. And that's uh, and Michael, she, yeah. Uh, Michael Stern's our guest here. We, we only have a few minutes left, and... Uh, uh, for those fans that are listening, you know, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, Attitude Era, like that. Uh, go to 89.1 Kent FM, like that. Do a five, uh, $10 a month donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, current guest, or future guest. Uh, Mike, would you be willing to uh, send us a few autographs for giveaways? I, like, if, if you could, maybe even an autographed copy of your book? I would be glad to. I'll be honored to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would be and honored to. 
and if we ha- haven't scared you away, we have uh, we. There are so many questions coming uh, to you from the the, the chat room right now. Uh, we'd love to get you back on with us again. Uh, if we haven't scared you away too much, we'd love to have you talking again because there's so many things that we haven't even talked about, like uh, how you know uh, Oprah and uh, skating with celebrities that we want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's it's just it's just amazing uh, that. You, that you're on the Oprah, show with us. Oprah, I'll be right back. Oprah, hold on a minute. Oh, she's yelling at me in the other room. No. I only met Oprah a few times, so we're not buddy, 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 buddy. If she saw me, she would have known me, but – or maybe, you know, she's got a good memory, but, you know, because I work on the Dr. Phil show, she used to come to the show a few times, you know, you know, every other year, every year, or I would see her at award shows and – um, I would have to remind her who I am. So there's not – some people need a little more, uh, like, do you remember me type thing. But um, Oprah's – Oprah, she's pretty big, pretty big up there. Um, but, you know, because of where I've been and the shows I've worked, I've met presidents. I've met the Queen of England, which is a great story, which I'm going to save for next time. And – uh or it's all and I also want to talk to you about Cupcake Wars, too. Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. 17 cupcakes I ate that one day. 17 cupcakes. <laughs> and we're, and we're definitely going to talk more about that. So so we can have uh, time before uh, before our time's out. We only got uh, about uh, uh, 60 seconds here left with you. If our fans want to check you out and see if you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? <laughs> um. My website is thelucyfan.com, thelucyfan.com. Also, my Facebook is thelucyfan, and on Instagram, which I don't do too often, is I'm the Lucy Fan. But and uh, also, thing, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say my best thing is if somebody wants to reach out um, is thelucyfan.com. All right, and also if uh, people, uh, uh, if you if you post on one of your uh, social media pages, uh, you also have a collector's card that the icon made you. You do. With a picture of you and Carol Burnett, and uh, that was the one I made for you with uh, you and uh, you and uh, Carol oh, yeah. Burnett, you and uh, uh, the gal. I Jennifer, would Jen- love to have Jennifer Aniston. Have room, yeah, I would love to have her ruin my life. And uh, the uh, and the picture of you on the fake Hollywood star in the corner. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, no, you and did good. You, you did good. I love I that. I appreciate picture. that. Yeah, you got I'm, I'm whatever you need. All right, uh, and I ha- I have your number, so uh, uh, I will I will call you after uh, I take care of a thing with my boss here, uh, but. Um, uh, I, I would, uh, like I say, I'll be forever in debt with you. I'll do whatever you need to get me hooked up with uh, Belky. And like I say, like I offered the last guest, I will come uh, to wherever you're at, and I will carry your heavy bags to the airport for the rest of your life if you can hook me <laughs> up with Belky. You got it. He is on Facebook. I know. He. Uh, I, I've sent him several messages like I did when I was a kid, not that uh, he doesn't respond, but maybe if you can give me a, a shout-out, maybe that might help help me a little bit. You got it. You got it. 
All right. Michael Stearns, our guest here, uh, we, we appreciate you being with us tonight. You have been so awesome. And uh, I, I know that we're booked from now on, not that I'm bragging, we're booked till the, from now until the end of 2023. But I'm going to find really? an open slot. Yes. I'm going to find an Wait, open slot. I'm going to get a year and a half. I know. Uh, it used to be tough for me to get guests. Now i got people calling me, wanting to be on the show, and people upset with me because I haven't asked them. So I am going to get uh, find a slot that's open. Uh, I just need to know how much uh, time in advance you need before you can come on. With my schedule, I would say at least six minutes. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, just like me, uh, my uh, phone has cobwebs uh, and it's a rotary <laughs> dial. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I I appreciate you, Michael. I will call you after the. Uh... <laughs> Thanks, Big Swing. You. Uh, anyway, All right. uh, I'll tell you what, Michael, I'll call you in about uh, 10 minutes. Uh, you're awesome, man. We'll talk about it, and then I will uh, get you on the show again. Like if I have a last-minute con- uh, cancellation, uh, I will get you on quicker than in 2024, Fabulous. I promise. Thank you. All right, Thank thanks, you. Michael. You're Take awesome. Goodbye. All right. Thanks, Michael. Michael Stern, ladies and gentlemen, great, great interview. Uh, we only got a few minutes here before we get the cut sign. Uh, Granny, you'll be here with us next week, right? As far as I know. Uh, Matthias, the modern nightmare, you'll be here with us uh, next week? That should be the plan. Uh, you know, Granny, I think that's the first time you've ever been called uh, uh, Granny, uh, uh, how do you say it? Uh, Husker. And, uh, some people say not- Husker, some people say Huckster, and <laughs> well, one guy called. Remember, one guy called you Granny Hulk, uh, Holster. Yeah, Granny Holster. Uh, and I said, "Well, it's not Holster anymore." She's thinking of uh, changing her name to Pistol. Oh, anyway, you're full of it tonight. All right, well, big swing. I uh, I'm I'm cutting you off. Touchdown! Definitely. Oh, there we go. Raiders. No, thank you, big swing. You know, I'm surprised, uh, Matthias. He doesn't have anything that offends you. Well, I mean, I am a heel, and um, I think. He oh is. my he God! Who we, the hell cares? Thank you, big swing. All right. Well, anyway. I love it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We got to go here. Uh, join us next week. Uh, be looking for our Facebook page on Thursday, so you can see you'll be on next week. Uh, like I say, we got books guests from now until the end of 2023. Uh, we're going to remain here on 89.1 Ken's FM, but uh, we need to get those donations in, uh, and uh, we have a lot of autographs so we can give away to our fans. So until next week, we want you to love each other, care for each other, be back same time, same channel, and as always, the icon, Granny Hulkster and Matthias, will be here to attain you. Same time, same channel next week. We'll see you all then. You think you know me.
Ken's FM. We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. Deke's Pizza, 701-235-0708, open 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. Great-tasting pizza made from scratch daily, perfect for lunch or those late-night munchies. Two convenient locations in Fargo and West Fargo, all at the same number, 701-235-0708. Again, Deke's Pizza at 701-235-0708, open 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. Deke's Pizza, Fargo and West Fargo. Ordering is easy online at deekspizza.com or with the Deke's Pizza smartphone app. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNMZ, Holly Fargo-Moorhead, independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. From Feature Story News in San Francisco, I'm Ira Spitzer. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has told the World Economic Forum in Davos via video link that history is at a turning point calling for even stronger sanctions against Russia. Business leaders, politicians, and economists are gathering for this year's conference at the Swiss Ski Resort with the global economy weighed down by the war in Ukraine. FSN's Giles Gibson reports. Ukraine's president addressed the World Economic Forum wearing his now customary green military T-shirt, calling for even tougher sanctions on Russia to punish it for the invasion of his country, such as an oil embargo. Here he is, speaking via an interpreter. This year, the word turning point appears to become more than just a rhetoric figure of speech. This is really the moment when it is decided whether brute force will rule the world. Russian companies are conspicuously absent from this year's World Economic Forum. Ukrainian artists have even rebranded Russia House, formerly a base for lobbying efforts at Davos, Russian War Crimes House. Moscow denies accusations its soldiers have committed war crimes during what the Kremlin describes as the special military operation in Ukraine. Starbucks on Monday said it will exit the Russian market after nearly 15 years of operations. It joins the likes of McDonald's, ExxonMobil and Heineken in pulling out of the country following its invasion of Ukraine. FSN's Tony Waterman has more. In a brief statement, Starbucks said it was permanently closing all of its 130 licensed locations in Russia, saying it will no longer have a brand presence in the country nearly 15 years after its first coffee house opened. The company announced in March that it would temporarily suspend operations in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Starbucks said it will continue to pay its nearly 2,000 employees for six months. Its announced exit comes just a week after McDonald's said it was selling its Russian operations after more than 30 years in the region. Tony Waterman, Texas. U.S. stocks rebounded sharply on Monday following recent losses on Wall Street. Investors were given a boost as President Biden suggested he may ease some tariffs on Chinese goods. FSN's William Denzelow reports from New York. The Dow Jones has closed down for eight weeks in a row, but Monday traders capitalized on the recent sell-off to buy stocks that have fallen in value. The Dow ended the day up 2%, the S&P 500 up 1.9%, and the Nasdaq closed up 1.6%. Inflation remains a lingering concern, and many analysts expect a period of market volatility. Investors were also given a boost by President Biden's announcement that he's considering easing some tariffs placed on Chinese goods. 
from bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking in more detail today at monkeypox, an ancient disease that has traditionally been largely confined to Central and West Africa. But a growing number of infections have been identified in Europe and the Americas over the last couple of weeks. It's a viral infection that causes a fever, flu-like symptoms, and then boil-like swellings on the skin. So how worried should we be? Dr. Barrett Pancania of the University of Exeter Medical School says with effective contact tracing operations in place, there's no need for panic. Wherever you identify a possible or probable or confirmed case, uh, you've got to find their contact and monitor them, uh, give them the protection, and uh, that way you will contain it. This is not SARS. This isn't, uh, as we know it, an aerosol spread infection. My view is that this is entirely containable. This is bread and butter outbreak management, and I expect UK Health Security Agency to manage with this. In Africa, it comes and it goes. And I'm just wondering to myself, are we seeing more of it because there is a greater susceptible population now? A greater susceptible population because while the existing smallpox vaccine offers some immunity against monkeypox, very few young people in the Western world are now immunized against smallpox. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. The main news again. Ukraine's president tells the World Economic Forum that history is at a turning point, calling for even stronger sanctions against Russia. Starbucks says it will exit the Russian market after nearly 15 years of operations. It joins the likes of McDonald's, ExxonMobil, and Heineken in pulling out of the country and U.S. stocks rebound sharply after President Biden suggests he may ease some tariffs on Chinese goods. That is the latest Feature Story News. Ira Spitzer reporting. Hey, Violet, what new music have we been transmitting lately from the Rock and Roll Space Station? Searching. Well, Jolt, our database. 